You're listening to Mr. Wigglesworth, offline show on Excitement Radio. We're speaking about all social topics that affect you in your life. Every Tuesday, the offline show, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, here on Excitement Radio. Oh, so we're back and we're live. Today's a day, a day, a day, a special day. A special day. You know what? Am I on? I'm not on. Yeah, we're on. Can you hear me? Is, is, Is your brain on? I don't know. I, can okay, you hear me I can, now? I can hear. I can hear myself now. Oh, you know why? Because that just tells you that you have to adjust your headphones. <laughs> Fucking guy, Frankie. My headphones what, are there, bro. What's going on with you today, Frankie? Did you take your medication? Uh, I I always do, man. Okay. I'm wondering if you got yours already. I deny medication every time I go to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a holistic um type of guy, my man. And and being by holistic, just for the viewers, I do not smoke marijuana. So how's it going, man? How was the week, bro? Uh, t- this week was actually pretty good. It was um, an educational week. I've been staying busy. Um, I've been dealing with a lot of my outside business matters. Uh, I don't know if you caught the last show when I was uh, speaking about several um, disrespectful situations that happened um, in my personal uh, life. That Unfortunately, I missed the last show, and no, I haven't had a chance to hear it, man. Okay, yeah, well, I had a, a, a mild setback uh, last week that was uh, handled um, exponentially well by uh, all those that are put in place to do their due diligence for citizens who pay. So, um, yeah, Understood. I'm good. So, no, nah, the week, week went pretty well. Uh, on top of that, you know... Um, my wife made tacos. Tacos was freaking phenomenal. Um, taco Sundays. We had taco Sundays. Um, she did it with the whole, you know, with the whole, uh, little lettuce and all that. Uh, uh, I got a chance to go to the, to the barbershop, um, finally. And, um. Oh, yeah. Is that, is that what they did to you here? Yeah. Amazing. I, I thought amazing. It was, I thought I lo- it was like a rat or something. Yeah. Like crawled up on your bed or something. Right. And, and, well, that rat is phenomenal. Um, <laughs> for those that, uh, viewing in, uh, they took care of it. The, 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 a lot of the companies that have opened up, um, that are doing the right thing actually have, uh, protocols where they're disinfecting everything in serious manner. Make they, the doors are locked. They made me, um, stand outside, no more than two people. You walk in, you wash your hands, you keep your mask on, you do X, Y, and Z. And, um, yeah, it was, it was, it was a different experience, but it made me feel comfortable. Yeah, man, of it course. It made me feel at, comfortable. At, in the end, man, it's, it's about, it's whether people are gonna care or they're not. The only man. part that didn't make me feel comfortable is when they took my credit card. That's, uh, that's the only part that put me in a, <laughs> uh, a little bit of a stressful situation. But, um, yeah, man, the, the, the week, uh, for myself, um, has been going pretty well because, you know, I make my, I make my life as I, as I go about it. I, I don't, um, dwell on actually what's going on. I adjust to this situation and, uh, I move forward, you know, as we all should. Yeah. Well, I mean, people ain't dwelling right now. Cases are flaring up. Oh, yeah. I heard about that. So talk about that. Well, um, California's got a, got a big spike and, uh, I heard Florida. 6,000 new cases in <laughs> California. That's a record broken. 6,000 in a day. Well. And Florida's up as well. How much is Florida up? Um, I, I don't have numbers on hand. But, it, so, but, but if, basically the numbers in Florida have been spiking for the last month or so. Because <laughs> uh, Florida uh, fucking wants to go out and, and get sun baths. They've been steadily going, moving up. It's not like the California deal where it was a lot in one day. The California thing happened basically in one day. 
Right. Um, they got 6,000 cases and that was a record. You think uh, these spikes are going to possibly mimic and, and look like um, the AIDS epidemic when uh, no one knew about it and it was free love? Shoot that load and, and now you're, you're in the hospital? <laughs> Man, shoot first, I, I ask questions later. I don't know what way. I mean, um, shoot. The, the thing is, AIDS, I remember that when AIDS first was out, there was a lot of misinformation. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? That it wouldn't kill that you? People, that it would well, kill you? No, back then it killed you. Remember that. Uh, well, you know what? It wasn't, it wasn't That's like a sad situation later. for you to even say back then it would kill you. Like it, it still you, will kill you. It still will kill you if you don't take care of it. It's not, it's That's not, a, it's not considered fatal anymore. It's not considered fatal anymore. Can you get rid of it? I know you can't get rid of it. Um, actually, no. No. What happens is the what? virus, you, you end up with so much, with so little count on your, on your, on your, Mm-hmm. That technically you don't have it as far as tests Technically, are not when you shoot but your your once your you're sick, it's not cured. In other words, it's still an uncurable. So disease. you still could get people infected. Now it's considered a not fa- non fatal, not 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 absolutely fatal, but incurable disease. In other words, you st- it's, there's still no cure for AIDS. There's no cure for AIDS. I asked you a simple question that because you, you you know I'm going by what you're saying. There's no cure for AIDS. There's no cure for AIDS. You, no you're cure absolutely for AIDS. right. So you can you because you're saying non fatal. So can you pass this infection on? Yeah. Oh, okay. F- fatality is not the same as infect passing on infection. Fatality is whether you die or not. So you're saying to me that you can live a longer life with AIDS. In so other words, it's no longer a death sentence. Just because you have, it used to be I that doubt if you that's got AIDS, truth. if you have you're a it liar. used to be. Well, that's not true. Look it up. I, it I, I, I think be, you should look it up. I've already, I already have. That's why I'm saying it. I don't, I don't talk without knowing, bro. You sure? I would, I would have said I think. I don't think you think. I, I, especially, I, I especially said, in this situation, because it makes said, no sense. I, I think this or I think that, but no. Listen, what so ha- you're what's happening facts. with AIDS now? What's yeah. happening is, is AIDS now is incurable. It's no longer a death sentence. In other words, you're a liar. For for the viewers on the on times, the phone, we're not doctors. Are, how many times are you going to say the same? Because we're not doctors and we we're not scientists and we're not here to okay, so, invoke lies. So, so and so, Google and so Google. So you could. So you. So theory. because you have AIDS, you automatically die. You're going to die. From this Everybody's disease. going to die. No, if you get listen, and I'm speaking from the knowledge of so having family dies, with it. When Magic Johnson dies, he's going to die of AIDS. He has too much money. So what are you saying, Frank? You're agreeing with me. He has too much money that they're keeping him on ICU. So he doesn't have to die. He's taking all his medication. So if you have AIDS, you don't have to die. Doesn't mean that he's so not sick. So it is sick. no longer a fatal disease. It's a fatal you disease. You your way into the argument. No, you're wrong. That's actually, you're not, you're not being even smart. And, and, and I, I noticed that with people, um, in a, in a, in a debate, they tend to laugh and, and try to, uh, brush it off like what they said was fact. They're you're wrong. Saying, you're saying, you're wrong. You're saying that because you laugh that that means you're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. Because that would be dumb. You're okay because people laugh for different reasons. Well, I I know you were brushing this off. So yeah, I'm brushing you, it because off because you want to get out of already, a bad situation. You, are, you already know. It's yeah, not a bad situation you're you're, you're doing a Donald Trump. You're no. doing a Donald. You're doing a Donald. Hundred percent. It's real simple. A Donald. A Dominican AIDS Donald doesn't mean you have to die of AIDS anymore. So it's real simple. People Look are not up. dying. Look it up. Of AIDS. That's not what I said. 
See, you're, you're, you, that's that's the problem you have. Okay. You don't know how to debate. Well, uh, I'm not just debating with something AIDS, that's a lie. Listen, listen to what I'm saying. Just because you have AIDS uh-huh. doesn't mean you automatically die anymore. Okay. Therefore, the disease is no longer considered. So women and men should, should sleep around. That's because, not what I'm saying. Oh, okay. You see how you don't know how but to debate? But it's no longer a concern. Listen closely. Okay. Just be, No, I didn't say it wasn't a concern. <laughs> see? Uh, you see how you are? All right. Just because you have AIDS doesn't mean you automatically will die. Uh-huh. That's the simple fact. That, that is, is a not fact. a fact. Okay. Look it up. That's a fact. I'm going to look it up right now. You don't automatically die because you have AIDS anymore. You hmm. don't. You just said AIDS is People not fatal. People survive. I didn't. Uh-huh. You said that. You... AIDS is no longer considered a fatal disease. Uh-huh. Who, who, uh, did the CDC say that? Listen. So I'm listening. And the world is listening. A fatal disease uh-huh. means that if you get the disease, you will die. That there is no cure and that you will die from the disease. There are diseases uh-huh. like that. Uh-huh. AIDS is not one of them anymore. Uh-huh. It used to be that if you had AIDS, not just HIV, AIDS. The minute you had HIV and then caught AIDS, you would die. Uh-huh. Basically, you would die of some kind of pulmonary disease. Or, immune system or, disease. Yes, but the first to go is the lungs when your immune system mm-hmm. fails, as we are learning now okay. with the coronavirus as well. Okay. This is what you're so, claiming as fact. So the, the fact is that just because you get HIV first, mm-hmm. and even then AIDS, mm-hmm. it does not automatically kill you. There are people that automatically. It, it that wasn't is what, automatically. That is exactly what I've been saying. It the wasn't automatic. So you're giving people a, an the option to say that I've they could go and the be same li- thing. But you're giving people an option. It does to go not ahead. automatically mean that you are going to die. Foolish, my man. Do you want to have AIDS? I don't think so. Mm. I don't think anybody wants to have AIDS. That mm. is not what I'm saying, bro. Mm-hmm. What I am saying is, it is no longer fatal. You do not necessarily have to die just because you have AIDS. Hmm. People survive it now. <laughs> they survive it. Yes. Who the fuck wants to survive that shit? Well, nobody's talking about whether you want to survive it or not. Mm-hmm. I'm simply stating the fact that it no mm-hmm. longer is fatal. It's mm-hmm. not considered fatal. People survive it. Mm-hmm. Just like some cancers are not fatal anymore. Right. You could survive some cancers. Oh, okay. Used to be that any cancer you had pretty much meant a death sentence. Mm-hmm. It's no longer. Now Researchers, some people survive with cancer. Okay. Actually live with cancer until they die of something else. You told me to look it up. I'm looking it up. Can I read it? You can read whatever you want. Oh, uh, I'm reading the facts. You don't want me to read it? I didn't say that. Would you, would you like the world to know that you weren't being factual? Sky, bro. I'm just asking you. Would you like to know the truth? Facts? Dude. read. Because you were giving people facts. Did I already say that you, you read you, whatever you, you wanted you, to read? You, you obtained from I want the Dominican uh, newspaper. Are you still asking me whether I wanted to read it or not? Okay. I'm not I already, asking. I already said yeah. <laughs> I'm not asking. I'm going to read it regardless. Uh, so, okay. HIV AIDS, an acute fatal disease. Today, it is a chronic manageable condition that still holds Thank you. I fatal co- I, 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 consequences. I close, I close, I case closed. What's the case? The case said it used to be a fatal and then now it's not. It's still fit. They and just it said it's still fatal. fatal. Consequences. Read that the again. Fatal. Do me a favor. You <laughs> read it again. Read it again because I'm pretty sure my partner here understood. Wow. It. Read it again. Okay. Be clear. Read it again. As clear as day. As day. It says what it was, what it was, then it says what it is today, and then it says what it's considered Chronic, now. Chronic, manageable. Yes. Fatal, manageable. 
consequences. With fatal consequences. Exactly. Exactly what I'm saying. You could die of AIDS. You don't have to. It's manageable. It used to be. It used to be acute fatal. You can die of AIDS. Who said? Who said you couldn't? You said that. No. No. I said that you don't have to die of it. You don't have to. Right. It's manageable. That's exactly right. You're a now fool. you're laughing. You're a fool. Now who's laughing? Because I think you're foolish. <laughs> I think you're foolish now to, tell, laughing? Uh, to tell the viewers so because that laughing, AIDS is manageable. I, I heard you laugh, so that means you lost. No, I never lose anything. <laughs> if someone says that AIDS is, AIDS is manageable it means and you don't have not, to die, when they, n- they just said it's still fatal. It still could have fatal consequences. Right. It's no longer considered acute fatal. That's exactly what the opening said, states, statement said. So you want to sit, you want to sit on fucking manageable fucking medication for the rest of your life. And not have a, Listen, a, a, no one a is sexual asking, life. That is not what we're arguing. You don't know, uh, what you are we arguing? To not if know it's how fatal, to argue. If we're it's arguing fatal whether or not. it's fatal or not. It's we're not fatal. arguing whether I want to get it. It's fatal. Or whether I want to live with it. It's fatal. fatal. We're not arguing whether it's, it's okay fatal. to screw a bunch of people. It's fatal. We're not arguing about any of that. It's we're fatal. arguing about whether it's considered a f- acute fatal disease it's fatal. anymore, and it's not. Now it's, it's considered a manageable disease. It just said with fatal consequences. Well, there's a big difference. Learn how to read, bro. You're the Legally, that is a complete difference. Wow. There's a very big let me difference explain, between let me a manageable some, let me explain something to disease you. with fatal consequences and an acute right. fatal disease. There's a big difference in that. Right. It has to All do right. with the you way know you what? The this sentence. is what I'm going to do. We're going to agree to disagree because I don't speak you to... You should have done that The Bible says when two idiots are walking together, they're both going to fall into a ditch. You should have done that a long for, time for ago. For my viewers on the offline now, show, now understand we are not... Speaking anything that is, because we're not doctors and we're not uh, um, um, researchers or physicians but, but or now, scientists. But now, we're the same but now we're in a ditch, man. Because we're two idiots. But but that, no, you you more idiots than I am. Well, you're the idiot that fell in with me. So who's more stupid? But I'm gonna work, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna work my way out. <laughs> well, I'm gonna I'm gonna get. I, I don't know if you will. I'm gonna use you as a stepping stone, more likely. <laughs> Get the fuck head. out of there. I'm about to stand on your head. So, <laughs> so let's move to the next. What a fuck. And listen, uh, for those that, we, we um. We haven't seen each other in a week. Yeah. So, you know, this is what happens. This when is what we do. Frankie. Uh, it, 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 it comes into play often when, um, someone intelligent meets someone that's from Dominican Republic. Two, two um, idiots. Uh, so, here we go. Um, that being said, um, I'm, uh, again. Don't uh, catch AIDS, people. Don't you, catch you AIDS. Will, wrap you up, die. wrap it up. Wrap <laughs> up the sausage. <laughs> don't, don't, don't play around with your life. Don't be a fool. Don't be a foolish. Don't be uh, a gambler. You know, don't gamble your money. And that, that's what we're leading to. Don't gamble your money away and, and, and throw it away for foolish decisions that, um, can actually not only affect you, but affect those that love you. Um, and those that are around you who've given you their trust. So unless you're a piece of work, which I know most of the world are just as smart as this Dominican guy, um, don't don't risk your don't risk your life for foolishness. But yeah, um, what I did see is the cases, the coronavirus cases seem to be coming up or spiking, but the death tolls are are not well, are not as acute as before. Normally, normally doesn't it take a certain amount of time before? Because now, right now, they're just uh, reporting the cases; they're not reporting. The facts of um, who's dying yet because no one died yet, right? Well, 
These are just the spikes of, of who's been getting sick and going in the emergency. I mean, we're not we're not just talking about a one week spike. We're talking about the last the last two three weeks basically. Okay, in spikes. the past two or three weeks, once we started opening up, uh, there's been a those, spike. Yeah, when we saw those spikes before, people were because it was going at down. A higher rate. So so wow. so this was in California and in Florida who Florida who started off with uh Georgia and Jacksonville uh started well, I opening mentioned up those first too but actually cases are spiking in general throughout the world. Okay. So there's places that were considered there's places I forgot I, I forgot what 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 place exactly but um uh-huh. there's a there was a country that was considered to be oh they were doing well with the corona cuz they didn't have any cases or whatever. Okay. And now it turns out that, 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 they're, that I they read that whole, that was China. They have a whole bunch. They have a whole bunch. That was China. There was a spike in China. Well, in China, there's another spike. Korea, but, no, yeah. but I was talking about it was a South American country. I think it was uh, it, it was something. I don't know if it was Brazil or something. Okay. Like that. Uh, Brazil um, got to high AIDS rate. Yeah. Okay. Well, it was a it was one of those South American countries at a low rate, and everybody was applauding it for for having handled it the, the right way. Can I ask well. you a question? And all of a sudden, no. All of a sudden, the cases. You are said no. Up. Can I ask you a question? Is the educational system in um, South America and Dominican Republic uh, equivalent to that of America and London, or outside of you know the the those those? That's that question is is not as simple as a yes or no. Unfortunately, you're you're from Dominican Republic, right? I am, I am, oh, okay. and I did my and not only that, I I did all of my high school in Dominican Republic. That's Actually, exact. That's exactly why I was why in Dominican we're... Republic from seventh grade till I graduated high school, and I did elementary school oh. here. That's that's exactly why uh, we I I, I urge and in my two years of college I did here. In I urge all the listeners um, take um, heed with what he just said and be more cautious on listening to anything coming from anyway. uh, Frank Fly. <laughs> uh, so so <laughs> 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 yeah, oh Frankie, man, it's good to see you, bro. Yeah, same, we have bro. we have a special guest that's in the building. Um, that on the second half of the show we will be introducing to the world as we um go into our um uh, programming of um the second crisis that America and, uh, is actually enduring with uh this protest and uh black lives matter and uh the the police uh brutality issues so um stay tuned to that um Frankie man What's any up, man? anything else on the on the on the docket that you've been going through that that cuz um are you all right you look a little sick yeah, really. Oh, we we keeping our mask on in here. We we we're spraying it down. Um, was man, I, I feel great. Did you bro. see? I don't, did I don't you? Feel, I don't feel sick at all. Man, I feel wonderful. Oh, wonderful! That's a beautiful thing. You don't look good at all, but um, <laughs> as long as you feel good, I'm I'm very happy to hear that. Uh, with that being said, we're gonna play a little music and we're gonna come back. Uh, we have a lot on the agenda. We're also gonna be talking about uh for the young people out there and all the listeners that want to listen in. Um, our special guest who is an amazing friend of mine, uh, actually will be talking in, in, in conjunction with, um, investments and how to use your money in this trying time because, uh, it's really been, uh, an uphill battle for the world. So, um, uh, stay tuned to that. And again, we enjoy you listening in. When you hear that. Since Chinks died, I don't even trust the popo. Watch Blueface, got it in the choco. I be that new mace, I kill him with the slow flow. Half, 
Like I ain't got the recipe Watch a loving basketball So now next to me Ooh, and the model next to me Call her Santiago I call her Stephanie Puff told me get that money French Stay close, watch my moves Make a hundred quick Ten off so rock, black, rolly rock, red beam on the op, sauce down to the socks. They got everything to say, but they broke though. I told M.A. gon' call a hoes though. I'ma hit it from the back, you lick the throat though. I drink so rock, I don't sniff the cocoa. They still talking about the Jimmy B. Like I ain't just have a five milli week. Monta, yeah, they hate, but they broke though. And when it's time to pop, they had no shit. Yeah, I'm pretty, but I'm local. Release for Leonio! Hey, yo, Tweety, where the hoes, bro? Hey, yo, Keys, where the hoes, though? That other nigga, he a bozo. It's a man, you don't know. We got liquor by the boatload. Disrespect the life, that's a no-no. All my niggas dressed in that rojo. I ride for my guys, that's the broco. Baby gave me head, that's a low, bro. Damn, she make me weak when she deep throw. I need a rich bitch, not a cheap hoe. Baby on that hate shit, I peep though. My brother told me, fuck him, get that money, sis. You just keep on running on your hungry shit. Ignore that hate, ignore the fake, ignore the funny shit. Cause if a nigga violate, we got a honey clip. And we go zero to a honey quit. We just them niggas you ain't fucking with. And still go back and thought he in some bummy shit You heard Eli, why they touching me? Like I don't always keep the hammer next to me Like I ain't got a header to the left of me Like we ain't in these streets more than sesame But that shit chick, then why she texting me? Why she keep calling my phone, speaking sexually? Every time I'm out, why she stressing me? You call her Stephanie? I call her Heffany I don't open doors for her
you another exclusive on Excitement Radio. Wait a minute.
motherfucker better watch. Nigga on the dope, motherfucker better watch. Nigga say he really keep saying you better watch. Still up at the same place you left me at. Pussy nigga, you can triple up the side. It's funny how niggas feel so safe on the internet. Don't play around my nigga, my set penitentiary. Listening to Mr. Wigglesworth, offline show on Excitement Radio. We speaking about all social topics that affect you in your life. Every Tuesday, the offline show, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, here on Excitement Radio. Oh, okay. That was a nice little short break, and uh, we're back. We're back in full effect. Uh, thank you for all the listeners who's listening in. Um, we had to have a little uh, powwow, and when I mean pow, I had a pow. Wow, my man's over here too. Yeah, we were duking it out. A get him, bit. get him a check. Yeah, but uh, all jokes aside, we're back. Um, second half of the offline show, Mr. Wigglesworth, Frank the Fly, and our special guest in the building, Mr. Joseph Brightman. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you, thank you for having me here. <laughs> I appreciate you coming in. Good friend of mine. Um, for everybody who doesn't know, um, I'm involved in a lot of good stuff in the world, and Mr. Joseph Brightman was uh. Um, actually, uh, I was blessed to have him, uh, placed in my life along with a lot of other people. Frank, uh, too, I don't know. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got a good pe- couple people. So, Joey, yeah, um, tell me, tell, tell, tell the world a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm, uh, was born in Houston, Texas, uh, raised there. Um, after high school, went straight into the Navy, uh, did, uh, seven years attachment, uh, the first four years. Navy man. Uh, after the first four years of full-time active duty, I went to active reserve, went back home, uh, joined the police department. and So wait, uh, you then, went Navy and then reserves? Yeah, I went full-time Navy first for four years. I had a six-year contract. Okay. Uh, the first four years was full-time active duty. Right. And after the fourth year, then I can go to active reserve duty for the two remaining years right still in navy and then i extended one more year in reserve active reserve so i did three years active reserve four years full time wow all for the navy though nice all All navy nice thank you for your service joe thank you and while i was uh doing active reserve i joined the police department and uh uh and uh at that time i uh made a career of it and I did a 25-year attachment to law enforcement okay. and uh, decided to self-retire myself. Self-retire? After yes. 25 years? After 25 years, I didn't do no drop or extended for another five or something. I just went on self-retired, right. took my pension, 
and move on to other things. That's amazing. Amazing. That's 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 really um, admirable of you. Uh, again, you went in through a lot of uh, governmental services uh, to that's protect about, these lands and protect us. That's about thirty-five Shoot. years of serving our community. Yes, that's pretty amazing. Yes. That, that's 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 up there. That you 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 your career, um, and I commend you uh, for sitting here and being able to sit here with us uh, during all that. Um, because you you were you were back active when shit was hot. Yeah, in Yemen, Iran, the fifty hostages. Uh, you know, uh, we uh, took part in. Uh, my crew took part of that, uh, uh, where we had to also assist and uh, rescue the rescuers. Oh, mm. wow! So uh, uh, this was that, in what, Iran. What hostage situation was that? Um, that was back in. Uh, I was a young. I was a young man, and uh, uh, like I say, uh, we was not the rescue team to right. try to get the fifty hostages. But you were assisting the rescue. But when uh, the helos crashed and things went wrong and it, it didn't work out, so now we had to also be the one to help rescue them and uh, they, to, you know to get them offshore. That's pretty amazing. Understood. That's pretty amazing. Um, just a side note. Um, again, I appreciate you, uh, Joseph, but, um, I'm gonna do a quick shout out to, uh, Feliz, Felicita Lopez guy. Felicita Lopez, I hear it's your birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday, Grandma. I love you so much. Um, and many more to you. Um, thank you for listening in, Grandma. But, uh, yeah, so. Happy birthday to you as well, man. Thank you, Joey. Hey. Grandma, you getting you getting a lot of love on on the show today. Um, so you did thirty five years of some real hero type shit. Uh, forgive my forgive my lang- language a little bit. Um, Grandma also forgive me for cursing, but um, thirty five years of some hero active well, not, duty. Not all the thirty five years is all hero a- action. Right. Not all hero action. <laughs> right. Um, a lot of it was. Uh, uh, a lot of community service. Okay. A lot of uh, uh, aids to foreign countries. Okay. Relief and stuff of that nature. Right. Uh, uh, so that's uh, and and then of course uh, um, when when certain situations that I'm not going to discuss. Don't. Uh, you know, when I was in the navy, you know, yes, we had to be certain places as part of. Securing yeah, and protecting the United States. The United States and protecting us, and, and and us as Americans here have to understand. I wear the mask. Um, that uh, those red stripes, uh, blood that was shed. Uh, freedom is not free. So, um, again, commend you very much. So, after you came out of the Navy, you were active duty police officer. Well, I was, well, the reserve. I was still active reserve in the Navy. Right. Uh, where, you know, you do that one weekend uh, drill, uh, one weekend and two weeks okay. uh, out of the year, uh, full-time active for two weeks. And okay. So I was still definitely attached. Mm-hmm. I would still be called back at any moment for any situation. Right. So to be full-time. While serving uh, as a police officer. While serving as a police officer. Okay. So while I was my first year of active Reserve with the Navy because mm-hmm. I came back home. Yeah, um, was I, also uh, for I joined the city marshal's department back home in Houston, which they've been merged by the primary Houston Police Department now. Okay, uh, but by, I did uh, one year with the city marshals, and there was just basically you know we executed warrants. Okay, the city warrants. Okay, and then uh, how did that go? 
It went well uh, for me. Uh, I was still a young young man. Okay. Um, uh, it went well. Um, the money wasn't that great. Okay. Uh, and so then the Houston Metro Police Department, which was part of the Metropolitan Transit Authority, right, uh, came into existence by law, the votes of the people, right, and they uh, they voted into not only the mass transit service, mm-hmm. but it was run by a private company. I don't remember the name of the private okay. company. So it became a governmental entity. Okay. Well, Metro collect taxes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they serve full county wide, and they also, by law, had the police department. Right. So it's the transit police. Gotcha. And so, at that time, they the salary was much higher than what I was being paid at the <laughs> so, 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 so I applied. And, time to move uh, on. <laughs> uh, I was uh, lucky and blessed to uh, to. Uh, be hired on. Right. And so I did 24 years. I actually did my full 24 years with Metro. And I always say 25 years of law enforcement because it was because I did one year with the city. Marshals. Right. Okay. Okay. And, um, uh, just for the, for the viewers to know, um, again, I, I hold, uh, Joseph, uh, in high esteem. I know him for many years. Um, when you were a police officer, um, it can, you can tell us a little bit about how did that, how did that work out? Yeah, how, no. how was Texas as a police officer in general? How would you say that state? Um, I'm my first. Time no worries, Joe. You're, so you're good. You're, you're good, good, Joe. Mike, um, <clears throat> my career in both government, both government agencies. Right. Uh, overall, I appreciate being part of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like any job, you're going to have your, some days or some, t- you know, it's going to be a bad day. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but overall, my, I, I don't regret having done the service the service in the military right. and done the service in the police department. What made you want to be a civil servant in this um, in this uh, America that we got going I on? I always had the desire to help people. Okay. And I always had the desire to, um, uh, if you see something wrong, um, instead of complaining so much about it, right. uh, join the, join the, pl- the department to help change it. Right. Get in, get involved in changing the system. Don't just be out there crying about it. Right. Okay. Because, this is just my take on everything. Right. Um, we definitely need the police department. Okay, I agree. Just like we definitely need the military. Right. Of course. Um, getting rid of both of them or one of them is ridiculous. It's going to be extreme anarchy. Ridiculous. Right. Chaos. Right. Anarchy. Um, it's just going to be anarchy. Right. Right. It's just going to be terrible. Uh, uh, you think laws are being broken now? Right. <laughs> uh, of course. With no one um, to police or enforce them, right. what do you think would happen? So, when I was growing up, uh, my encounter with the police in Texas, mm-hmm. being a black male, okay, young boy, right, was never bad. Okay. Uh, did I have a lot of contact on a regular basis with the police? No, I did not. Right. 
uh, because of my upbringing and my parents. Okay. And the, uh, Very the do's important. and don'ts in the household and how they taught me to be a caring person, a man. Right. But with integrity and uh, uh, accountability. I'm going to I'm going to assume you have both parents. You said parents. So a I'm huge, a huge, uh, your father uh, and your mother. Right. Uh, they. Um, uh, well, you know, they both passed away. I, I, God rest his soul. They were they, my they were great people. Before my mom, and so I took care of my mom until she was 93, and just before I self-retired myself, she passed away three months before. I retired. Honor thy father and thy mother. Yeah. So, but but, but know, her her, into, her uh, great uh, image it it, it, it reflects on you. Taught 100%. me and my sisters um, to be accountable, right, for your actions, right. Be respectful hmm. of others. Of all of others, don't look at people by race. Mm-hmm. We all human beings. Be right. respectful. Be kind. Uh, they did teach to defend yourself when it's the right when it's the right thing to do at the at that moment. Okay. Or don't start hating everybody else of the same color, skin, or race. If it's you're just that particular person who did you wrong, you know, protect understood. yourself. It has uh, to do with accountability. Use the court system uh, mm. to to fight your battles. Don't fight out in the street. Right. Fight your battles. Now, if someone is attacking you in the street, yeah, you got to defend, defend yourself. yourself. Right. But uh, learn to disengage yourself. Right. So it don't escalate into something else. Like, uh, uh, if you're able to do so, mm-hmm. uh, it's a difference between someone who's just really physically jumping you. These lessons stayed with you because you're so clear with them. In other words, your your, your parents did obviously an excellent job of yes, telling they you did. exactly how important these things were. Correct. Because you listed them almost in the way. So this is this is like if they were standing in front of. This you, is you know? something right. that 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 I, I don't think the the world um, has enough of. A, a, it does anymore. Uh, because you have, you have, uh, unfortunately, a lot of kids raising kids, and you have uh, no accountability of uh, the adults holding kids accountable as, or as well teaching. well as a lot of outside sources raising right. kids. I mean, our right. TVs TV are is raising the kids. kids right. are, 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 you know, our school is raising our kids. And when I say school, YouTube. I'm not even talking about teachers, because a lot of Correct. teachers are, are, are now um, pretty much shown not to... Engage. engage anymore. Correct. So, so and care. Where, where, where they get their engagement and a lot of their education from now, right. and, and I say education, I lose that term loosely. But what, where they where they're getting that now is peers, just mm. other kids, right. raising themselves and raising themselves with TV, YouTube, and 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 and. So all they're these learning their accountability from a source that is not reliable because. 100%. You know, there's positive things on TV, but very right. few, and there's a bunch of negative things on TV. And if I TV. could say just one thing, sure. uh, uh, of course, uh, and we can move on. Yeah, no, go ahead. But my parents taught, um, they were the leaders in the house. Right. Not us kids being the leader in the house. Very good. They Very important. Just because, I, if I say, hey, he's my friend. Right. That's not your friend until he's vetted by he's mom. Vetted by mom and dad, <laughs> and they Very and that important. that person, that friend I, I want to be friends with. They parents has been vetted by my parents, and you right. were taught to respect that decision. That's old school. That's the best that decision. If they see that this particular individual who I want to be friends with mm-hmm. is a bad apple, right? 
He's not my friend. He, 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 he you, 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 you ain't seeing him no more. He, he, ain't, he, ain't, he, he ain't coming ain't around no more. more. Right. Right. And you better respect and that because we're the parents, leaders. My parents, if, back in the day, mm-hmm. uh, before child abuse, uh, I mean not child abuse, uh, the child, Children Protective uh, Service and stuff of that nature, uh-huh. which is an important service. Right. But they will probably be arrested many times. Right. But did I come out scarred or did my sisters come out scarred or whatever? They Ass whippings are important. Right. They talk to a they, certain degree. They use the rod. When you to, to when you push that envelope, right. you will get the rod. You, right. you got the rod. You got you the will rod. have to go get a branch off the tree itself, <laughs> peel all the leaves off. And make it smooth <laughs> and bring it to them <laughs> and hand it to them yep. and then turn around and get your butt whipped. Right. There you go. Right. So right. After, after one or two of those incidents, <laughs> you learned. You are respectful. You are you understand accountability. Right. You understand not study making excuses to make your grades good. Right. And you turn out okay. Now the kids are running the household, Joe. I, uh, in yeah. my police career, I've been at certain sections, uh, or certain scenes or locations. Yeah, the parents is extremely afraid of their child. And wow. The child is 14, 13, 14, 15 years old. I, I, I'd be damned my child, uh, does anything like that. I mean, they're handed a certain amount of power without, without having the knowledge to use it. Well, they, no, I think that, who well, you're talking about the parents? I'm talking about the kids. Oh no, the kids, I think the kids, are automatically going to be a kid, rebellious, and want right. to push the envelope. The adult needs to be an adult and not befriend the kid and whoop that kid's ass because that kid is right. unfortunately going to turn out to be when parents don't do that, a cycle. They're giving they're giving the child the power that they that they that they do not know how to wield. Right. Right. Well, yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Okay. So, so, I so, yeah. so when when a parent's not a parent and he allows the child the to wield not a parent. to wield a certain amount of power, what you're doing is is you're giving a person that doesn't know how to use and you're and you're you know you're, let's, let's say a certain tool you're giving right. a person a, a, a tool that they have no idea how to use. So now that kid that you're kid, giving them the tool to be an adult yes, when they're a child and they're still children child. and they, and they're still sponges that need to learn. How to be adults. So now. they're talking like an adult. They're socializing like an adult. They're yep. trying to, they're trying to, you know, influence right. other people like an adult. Right. They're trying to I have mean, arguments like an adult. And they're not adults. We had bad times Monday through, Monday through, well, Sunday through Thursday. Right. Because Sunday night you had to, and, and every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday night, you mm-hmm. had to be in bed at a certain time so right. you can get a good night's sleep. To right. Be fresh to be for school the next day. Night. Nice. You had to, even if you didn't have any homeworks, my parents already went to the school for each semester. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about public school. Right. To meet the teachers, to know all the courses and all the books. Curriculum. Mm, nice. And before we had book satchels. <laughs> right. We, we had a belt. Okay. Had wrapped belt around the books. All the books. And you, we had to bring all our books home every day, even if you didn't have homework. And right. if you didn't have homework, you still had They'd to... look for some. <laughs> you still Study. had to do some kind of, read certain chapter, read a chapter, or do some exercises of, that's in the book. Mm. Um, then you still have house duties. Right. To do your, to do, shores, before yeah. you can shores, go play. Yeah. And you have very short time to play. So I guess I'm old school, because I, I, that's exactly how I, I, I was, run my I household. I was raised the same way. I, I, I don't play around at all. You're going to read a chapter. 
you're gonna you, you want to go have fun you want to go ahead and and enjoy watching tv and and eat all the snacks up and all that you're gonna read some fucking chapters you're gonna go ahead and get your education and you and and you and go ahead and do some studies prior to going ahead and playing games and that's that's, a, right. that's the that's original the way, way. that's the way you raise an adult like your parents did, a great adult that, that so goes ahead. Oh no, Joe, I'm a piece of shit. And this guy over here, forget about it. <laughs> Excuse my language. But, um, <laughs> yeah, no, uh, uh, go on. Um, so, uh, I would like to tap into this epidemic. And when I, I, I speak about the epidemic, I speak about it in a whole because We're, we have two epidemics going on. There's right now. two going on, but it's in a whole. The United States government has these two things on their plate that are affecting the That's a good way to the, the the citizen, and the plate is supposedly um, supposed to be manageable, but we're all out of whack. Um, how, what's your take on how effective we're doing as a as a as a society against what? How effective which, we're doing in what well, aspect? Which, uh, uh, well, I'm speaking in, 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 in on behalf of not only the protests, which I feel was also a little bit of a, um, a, a, a draw towards the coronavirus. The coronavirus caused, well, ignited and, and, and had a, more of an effect on what had happened with this whole protest and everything. But I do also agree that, you know, um, we need systematic change. So that's my opinion. I, I would like to hear from your own view what you feel um, with the way the society and the so young. So how are we handling this crisis as far as how are we handling this crisis as far as uh, what way, ra- what the race, going? the race, the race things going on, right, and I, the I racial wanna, things going on, and, and the coronavirus right, I, as well? If you want to time, I just to wanted manage. to know if you want me to respond how we handle the crisis with the. Uh, Coronavirus. You could start however you uh, how we handle the crisis with the uh, protests and stuff like that. Let's Ta- go let's tackle start, whichever yeah. one comes to mind yeah. first. Your floor. Well, I'm not a, <laughs> a doctor, a doctor, uh, right. uh, a biologist, or stuff of that nature. Uh, so I can't really comment um, about the, the virus itself. The virus itself, uh, except what the common man know. Right. A dangerous virus. Right. Um, it's uh, it, it's definitely dangerous for the elderly, okay. which I'm close. Well, I'm I'm in that age group bracket now. Get out of here, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, it's uh, so um, just like any. Uh, I look at it like this. You know, sometimes we will criticize the government uh, when we talk about viruses. Okay. Uh, right. We criticize CDC or we criticize who the World Health Organization or, we, or whatever, all right. the doctors and stuff of that nature. Right. Uh, again, I'm not a doctor, biologist, right. but it's hard to prepare for a unexpected, unexpected, unknown mm-hmm. type of virus that's going to mutate. Okay. Yeah. Uh, for example, you know, people would criticize that where well, we should have stocked up on a lot of respiratory systems right. and uh, uh, respirators or mm-hmm. masks and all this and stuff of that nature. Mm-hmm. Well, I can't really com- complain against the government for that because I failed to make sure I had masks right. way before this even occurred right. in my household. Right, everyone And did. I've been 
<laughs> uh, military government. And when I was in the military, we trained and prepared uh, for biological weapon warfare. Okay. Okay. Um, so as soon as you heard some news of that, you already right. had some sort of expectations right, but, as far as mask and, and preparedness. But if we, if we make a, let's say we stock up and make mm-hmm. a lot of mess. Yeah. This is just my opinion. Yeah. Just like what we have right now. Mm-hmm. Is it 100% no. perfect? Nope. No. Not at all. For it may be one hundred percent perfect for a different type of virus, yeah. right? <laughs> but we, but it's not one hundred percent perfect for anything that comes about, right? So what I guess what I'm trying to say is that you can't really blame anyone or the government or or the medical field because of the disease. They haven't arrived yet. They didn't even know. I mean, it's right? You can't blame them for expectations we didn't even have yet. To, make, to say, oh, we got this in place right now for this virus. But Joe, I, I, I'm going to disagree due to the fact, and I, and I know you just said that is your opinion. We've had viruses, so it's as if since we've had and they've been unexpected, we should have anticipated this happening. Well, in a I'm different, talking about it, the, but I'm think talking it, about the manufacturing of stuff. Oh, the manufacturing of it, right? Yeah. You could manufacture something that's not that's not going to be effective for something that you didn't anticipate. Right. right. Okay. And uh, I agree. Uh, and it's, do, do you know and it takes some time to find out. Well, these are the things we that. have it's that new. are effective. You got to study it. Right. So all they're doing is giving us the best hope and the best right. practice that they know right. of. But they can't guarantee you so exactly. So let let's 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 now, uh, let me it's just like the the A's and the stuff like uh-huh. that. Over a period of time as, as since it's been out, they're able to study it, they mm-hmm. able to do tests and okay. all kinds of trials to get the best treatment That's and hopefully for the best cure. Got it. But when A's hit Right. Yeah. It was it was chaos. No human being on Earth was like, oh, 20 years before AIDS hit, oh, let's create this so that when AIDS hit, yeah, yeah. we'll be protected. Right. And okay, it's right here. Right. It's just that's my opinion. No, and and that's a perfect opinion. Though the the word that you use was study, and we have programs in place where we pay the CDC, the World Health Organization. Right. Now, when we cut the funding. The Republicans cut the funding, which was needed, the necessary money that was needed, that they now allocated to to start researching again. Do you think that that was an educated uh, move on the government's behalf? Well, what did they cut the funding of exactly? They cut the funding of the World Health Organization and the CDC. I, well, I understand researching that. and research and development. Research well, and, no, and knowledge, to, knowledge is power. You, you, you have you have to understand certain things, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm not an expert of anything. Right, right. So, but I look at it from just the common man. Right. If you've been spending a lot of money mm-hmm. yearly to an organization mm-hmm. that's supposed to be in your best interest. Mm-hmm. And when it's time for that organization to step up, mm-hmm. uh, and they drag their feet or they, uh, decide to be politically correct and mm-hmm. be on another, you know, mm-hmm. uh, 
you probably will cut your funds from them as well. Okay. Uh, now, cutting your funds doesn't mean that you can't restart it again. No, right. You're right. Cutting your it funds also doesn't mean be, that you're cutting all funds to all things that have right, to do with health. Right. But also it means that it's a wake-up call to the organization. Okay. You either, again, we don't have all the facts. Well, they, they know. Well, no, no, Joe, I'm they, about, they put the, oh, no, the facts on the virus. No, 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 no. No, no, no. no. About, the we facts don't have on. all the facts why they did get cut. Mm-hmm. But it's exactly also a strategy. Okay. All right. To check them, to put them in place. So the strategy caused the epidemic. No, no, no. Well, I'm trying That's the to say thing. I, I don't think you could tie the two together immediately. No, no, well, Just because there was cut funding to a world organization that's supposed to. For example, have, for example, have been studying viruses and example. what they do doesn't mean that you're not going to get right. an epidemic whether they were there or not. I got right. you. I'm sorry. For example, mm-hmm. if we learn, which we have learned, and uh, it came out into the opening, uh, when the United States has been paying United Nations yeah. a large buck. Yes. Of United Nations fees yes. and, and all that stuff. When other countries that suppose is in contract or agreement, whatever, they all, the, you know, they got together for United Nations. And you see a, your leader comes in or a new leader comes in and looking at the books. Yeah. Okay. All this money that uh, the United States are paying right. to keep United Nations afloat. Yeah. And the money is taxpayers' money. Yes. Us hardworking individuals, mm-hmm. uh, and they always want government always want to increase taxes and right. stuff of that nature. But when you see that, okay, these other countries have not fulfilled the obligation in the as the agreement. All right. Okay, you can either turn the other cheek, mm-hmm. continue to be bent over, right? Or you, or cut you funds. can cut funds and put them put them in check okay. to make them start doing what they're supposed to be doing in the first place. So now, um, when Trump went into office, he initially told the world and all those that in his in his speech uh, that he was going to make America great again by um, basically uh, allocating funds into the United States rather than outside sources. Uh, when he did so. And this is what I read. It was the cutting of certain programs mm-hmm. that help outside countries. World Health Organization, CDC. Um, well, the, CDC is here. Well, the CDC is this here. Um, all these things were cut due to the fact that he wanted to implement more money into the... Into he the, didn't sign into that climate thing agreement either? A, a, all, all that. A, 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 he wanted to place money back into the cycling, uh, cycling of the American um, economy, but yet, in return, in doing so, we are now sitting in the worst uh, unemployment, worst epidemic, worst... Situation that America has ever well, saw. Actually, our unemployment well, numbers could, were good. Could, our unemployment numbers were good. Our right, unemployment man, how, numbers are bad now that there's an epidemic. You're, you're not paying attention to what I said. Um, the World Health Organization, this is just what I, and you can agree or disagree, is as a insurance policy along with other programs that we have in place. It's the American insurance policy that we pay taxes into. Um, and 
when he cut the funding because he wanted to allocate the funds uh, to his agendas that he promised the world, well, the Americans, uh, that entailed caused the lack of studying which opened up the doors for... That's the thing. I disagree with that. Uh, uh, you can disagree and you can look at thing, what's happening. Here's the thing. Here's the he thing. announced cutting funds to the World Health Organization after how they mishandled the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. He did not come into office. Well, no. The second year, say, uh, he cut off the Obama um, uh, signed agreement with, uh, with the, the study of of disease and, and health. There were, there were okay, two cuts. But let see, me, let that's, me, two let me, things, that's two things. Yeah. Okay. Let, let First me, of all... Go ahead. Sorry. I'm sorry. Forgive me. No, go ahead. Go, go, ahead, ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Uh, Too polite uh, here on this show today. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, Joe. So what do I you mean, do? First of all, it's not about... Um, no one knew, including him and all the higher-up, to my opinion, mm-hmm. knew that Corona, coronavirus yeah, no one is going to even hit right. or escape or whatever. Well, we could, let me let me let me just on that that you're saying right now. Not only did no one knew, no no one knew exactly what was going to hit us. The okay. whole world has been affected by us. Correct. So, so to say that we have a a pandemic because he cut funds in the United States. He cut United States funds to to the World Organization. Well, all other countries are, are supposed is, to be paying their fair share. Is not no. is, is not conducive to saying that because of that we have a coronavirus that's, pandemic. That's that that's that's a that's a negative fact because we have a military man in the in the building and the and the United States. Um, well, on, my military uh, service had nothing to do with the uh, the coronavirus. Uh, I knew that. Uh, labs and <laughs> no, all I know that. that stuff, uh, no, but, speci- but, but, but what we police is, the world. Yeah, we do. We fund the world and we operate as its big brother. But not in. But, but America is the capital of the earth. Right, but not 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 in its entirety. In other words, we do the best we can at that, but we're not completely that. The world looks to us. Now, what what I'm saying is this: if they cut, if they if if he cuts funding to a world, uh, whatever the name of the, so the world health the, organization, the world health organization, health organization, or 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 because there were two cuts that we're talking about. There's there was one specific to the United States that Obama Which is started the Obama that started. got cut that got cut right. yes. the second right. second year second term. year right, and then he cut funding to the World Health Organization, which is well, something else the, to happen at during January. This yeah. There you go. I, you know, now, in my lifetime, and I apologize, in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. Uh, if he didn't cut mm-hmm. money, okay, and I, it could be whoever the president, right, is, whoever it is, regardless who the president right. is of the United States, right. got if you. He did not, or she did not. If it's a female president, mm-hmm. the big, uh, World War Seven, yeah, and continue to give the same amount of money or increase the funds, we still wouldn't have this virus. <laughs> the virus escapes and mm-hmm. tear up the world. That's going to be credits. That, uh, the, so I'm gonna say, well, uh, you should have paid more. more. Right. Uh, you should have never, since they're so, uh, irresponsible, unreliable, we need to, definitely instead not, of paying it to them, right. you should have paid it you know, to pay, us. You know, right. Pay it to us. Keep our medical, uh, right. uh, stronger. Alright. Uh, so, regardless of, uh, and that's with anything. Okay. Okay. Uh, it don't have to be cutting money from World Health. It could be businesses cut money on a certain division or whatever uh-huh. because at the time they, ha- they had to make a business decision right? Uh, for the bottom line and keep the, the amount of people employed that they have and stuff of that nature. 
Not only that, for, for, for better or worse, that was his agenda. And again, I'm not trying to defend anybody here. Right. But 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 he did state state he did come up stating basically that he was going to come in and just cut yes a bunch of unnecessary money that the United yes. States was spending overseas and a lot of things. Correct. And but, and, 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 and that led true. to him cutting. That's, that's that true. led to him cutting. That's right. But, but that, that led is, to him not signing the whole climate that control. Is a lot thing. Of, that was another thing. That is a lot of. Unnecessary money being spent. Yes, unnecessary taxpayer taxpayer money being spent. A lot of things. So, would you want someone, regardless of? And I'm not here on politicals. Who's politicized right, best? Right. But uh, whoever that president is, and they seen the book for the first time, and they seen how wasteful taxpayer money is being spent mm-hmm. to certain countries or to certain organizations right. and stuff of that nature. Right. And they still requesting more money. Right. Uh, yeah. So would you still want your people to still get screwed? And other countries are not doing their fair share or not paying their certain percentage. Right. I, I, right. Agree I, I get what you're saying. You know, uh, because a lot of times, sometimes people that's in leadership in corporations, sometimes even in the police force and military force, they book smart or they... Mm-hmm. But they're not street level smart. Right. They're not real life smart. Right. Uh, and then sometimes they they are weak leaders because mm-hmm. they want to be like. Yes. And they don't want to say, "Look, this is wrong." Make the hard choice. I'm glad. I'm glad you bring choice. that up. But um, you, you so, mentioned the and police force. Somebody and then at times I'm not saying since we since Trump is the president now, mm-hmm. but I'm not saying he's a perfect person. And I'm not saying he's a perfect No, no, president. we weren't defending him. But what I'm trying to say no, we know that, he's not perfect. Right. What I'm trying to say is that at times when good person that's trying to do the right thing and tell the truth, yeah. they get laughed at more. Ridicule. More than the, the... And he's saying, or she's saying, look, this is wrong. We being screwed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd like I'd like to cut into nature. something that you said because you brought up the police force again, and I know we wanted to talk more about yes. that a little bit. So I just wanted to just just interject on something that you said about the police force because you mentioned it alongside corruption, and not that you're saying that the police force is corrupt, but I, you just said that when leaders, when there's leaders, when there's leaders in 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 in, in certain places and they want to do the right thing, then 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 they usually stand against corruption and things like that. That's as close, bro. Practically kissing the mic. What I can't hear you. Oh, that's and if I can't hear you, the world uh, can't hear you. Uh, but Frank, go ahead. Maybe you need to turn your volume up. Now. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta, I gotta do something about this guy. I can't, I can't, but yeah, I can't kiss it more. Are you gonna, are you gonna, are you gonna finish talking? Anyway, so when, 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 in in your experience, um, there's good people, there's bad people. We all know that, and there's good people in in leadership positions, and there's bad people in leadership positions. In your experience as a, as a, as a police officer, um, did you, I mean, in the 25 years, you must have met exceptional leaders as well as corrupt leaders. Now, when you saw corruption, maybe, or when you saw anything that might have looked like corruption in, in, in while working as a police officer, how did you, were you equipped to handle it? Were there, were there, was there ever any training as to how you would handle a situation that would, like that, or 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 what was your outlook? Did you have to stay quiet and just absorb it? Did you would would you ask to leave that precinct? Would what would be your 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 experience if you saw corrupt things going on? Let's say in the police department. Well, 
during my time on the police department, um, I was well liked and I was well hated mm. by some. Okay. Um, but everyone agreed that I was by the book and I was fair. Even the ones that didn't like me at all, when they did things right, they got the best of you. I backed them. Okay. But they also know if I learned that they did something wrong, mm-hmm. you with them. I'm going to deal with you. Um, uh, either on the first level supervision, as because I was a sergeant. Directly? You know, sergeant. Uh, if it's severely wrong, then of course they have to move. I have to make sure it moves up to the lieutenant captain, all the way up to the chain chief of command, office, to the okay. chief office, you know. chain of command. Yeah. But if it's um, uh, if it could be handled at my level, of course I'm going to document it and make sure I have documentation on it, right? And uh, and put in that person, uh, put in the uh, evaluation as well. Okay. Uh, but it's all about also as a as a first line supervisor, police sergeant, uh, just as a lieutenant level, captain level, and mm-hmm. so forth, um, being a supervisor and being an f- effective supervisor, uh, we went to management schools. We okay. went to, you know, we get all the training on on things, and you have to be a good coach. You have to be a good right. Um, a leader of the Listener. Listen uh, oh, okay. as well uh, to your crew. Okay. So, which is why I went to that question, because of leadership. You know, it's you. the leadership. Um, so, again, I was well-liked by some. Okay. They loved to work for me. Uh, they loved me being a first-line supervisor. All right. Uh, because I didn't take a lot of BS. I was by the book. Uh, I Got held it. everybody accountable. Okay. To the best of my ability. Right. I'm not perfect, but to the best of my ability to hold my crew accountable. I expected the professionalism out of Right. Uh, some of the people that was in my crew didn't like me. Right. Because I held everybody accountable. Got you. Uh, and, that, that, and I wasn't concerned about I want to be liked right. or I want to be hated. We got a job to do. Right. You're, 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 you're one in the few. That that do that, and uh, I like the listeners to know that um, this is a, is is a great, very great topic. We're going to continue this as we uh, move along. We're going to take a little break and be right back. Very 
she see me. She get high as fuck when she see me. Cause she know she gon' get high as fuck when she see me. High as fuck when she see me. Turn it Vanilla of the Ryan Show FM here, and you're tuned into Excitement Radio, home of all the best entertainment, community talk, live interviews, music, indie, DJ mixes, podcast shows, and more. And be sure to check us out online at excitementradio.com. I'm 
in that purse when you want, yeah, baby. For those new music exclusive. Wait. For real? Wait. Excitement Radio is taking this next game to a whole nother level. Change, but my lip. Nah. Big blue wall on the glove, hit a cap. Look down at my 
wrist equivalent to your rent. I remember being broke with a pocket full of lint. I'm wildin' in the telly with a bed full of tits. Yo, this is Intellect down in Miami. Tune in to Excitement Radio for the best in hip-hop and R&B. We don't. 
You're listening to Mr. Wigglesworth, offline show on Excitement Radio. We're speaking about all social topics that affect you in your life. Every Tuesday, the offline show, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, here on Excitement Radio. That was a nice little break that we took. Yeah, this session has been going pretty, pretty well. Welcome, everybody, back to the offline show. Mr. Wigglesworth, Frank the Fly, and our special guest, Joe Brightman of the, uh, well, ex-veteran of the Navy and, uh. For those of you that ju- just joined in, Mr. Brightman here. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, 35 years of serving our community and, and, and military, in the military as well as a, a police officer and, and, and the police force in Texas. Wonderful thing that he's done. Most of those years were done in Texas, you yeah. said, it, 25 years in Texas and about nine years in the military, seven, seven. seven years in the military. Right. And then, uh, from that point you retired and became, um, an investor. Am I uh, correct? Correct. Um, uh, I Among self, other things, uh, again, I, I self-retired myself. I, right. Um, uh, after doing 25 years on the force, um, right. uh, there's opportunities and stuff of that nature, and I decided that it's time to, you know, move on to other things. Got you. Um, and and those I, things are. Uh, well, while I was a police officer, uh, uh, I was in. I was still in patrol division, uniform. Oh, okay. Um, and that was even before I became a sergeant. But uh, I started, uh, I happened to, uh, I used to have uh, either Tuesday, Wednesday, or Wednesday, Thursday off. Okay. And um, late at night, 2 in the morning, looking at inf- info commercials. Okay. And that was an individual. Who, For those uh, that don't know, info commercials are the same <laughs> as YouTube uh, commercials. Right, but it was just on TV. <laughs> it was just on TV <laughs> at night. At night, late at night. Uh, so uh, I, I will always uh, stumble on uh, uh, an individual who uh, had the real estate investing training modules okay. to, uh, that he would uh, sell uh, through the info commercials. And of course, you know, for a little while, I was just like, you know, listen for a little bit and then turn the channel and move on. And, but, uh, one particular night, I just decided to really watch it all the way through. And then I decided to go ahead and order the course. Okay. And, and this, to be specific, was, uh, you invested in yourself, basically. Course on, on real estate. How, yes, uh, how to, Invest in real estate. Okay, so that's pretty much the title of the courses. How to invest in real estate. I'll be honest with you, I don't remember the exact title, but it was all about learning how to invest in yourself. Creating financing in real estate. Okay. Okay. Amazing. Um, so while you were working, while I was still a police officer. Nice. Okay. And so, um, I ordered the book. I think it was in 1992 when I ordered the, the manual. Right. And, and, uh, when I got it, I read it. Right. Then I put it on my bookshelf. Mm. And two years went by, uh, before I, something clicked again, say, hey, get it back down, read it. Let's look it, into this again. And really look get into, into it. it. Right. And so I tried one of his, uh, uh, technique. At the same time, I did join a real estate investing club. Okay. In Houston. I, and I believe they're still there. Nice. It's called Rich. Okay. Real Estate Investment Club of Houston. Nice. Uh, there, uh, besides his books, his module, uh, training and being a member for 100, 
well, $99 or $89, I think, at that time. Okay. Um, that was for the one year, uh, and they put on a lot of free courses. This and then there was point. some, there was some courses that you have to pay additional for. Right. But you get a lot of free information by being a member. Okay. Stuff that I didn't know. Oh, nice. You know, we'll raise and from our family, uh, they'll say, well, you know, you gotta go to the bank, get a loan, felt mortgage application and all the loan draw out stuff. That, yeah. You know, and you gotta have perfect credit and stuff of that nature. The basics of what is being taught to the world now. Right. But you learn differently in this course. Correct. Um, uh, that's when I learned about hard money lenders. Okay. I learned about basically you going through the back door. This is you know, okay. My no pun intended. Instead of going through the front door of the bank, you enter into the back door of and the bank. screwing them because they're in the front door. They're screwing you. Well, it's not so <laughs> much a screwing anyone, right? But uh, and, and and that's just me. I mean, we're not really going through the back door of a bank, right? No, we to, are. We got yeah, that. It's, it's an analogy. It's an right. analogy okay. for those figure, figure that want to run right. into banks right nowadays. Right. Don't do that. So it's asset based. Yeah, you don't want to go to the back door of a bank. Not right. at all. No, don't go through the back door. You will get arrested. Don't, don't go through the back door of the bank. So Please. it's called, uh, asset? Well, hard money lenders and private money lenders, they're more concerned with the asset that you're trying to buy. Mm. It's asset-based lending. Instead okay. of, as opposed to worrying about going how you're going to pay back your instead money. Instead of a, going through a conventional more, way. They want, they want to know the, the asset, which is a single-family house, duplex, yeah. whatever that real estate that whatever you're trying the asset to buy. Right. Especially, you know, when you're seeing a lot of border-up houses, run-down houses. Correct. Um, Got you. Stuff of that nature. Even if they are being lived in by the homeowner, but they're in distress. Right. Uh, a lot of time people think, well, you're still in the house from the homeowners. Uh, a lot of times, uh, the homeowners that's in that distress, uh, the bank, uh, the bank is going to foreclose on them because they take have it no anyway. job. Yeah, they're, they're going to take it anyway. Home their conventional anyway. loan but is, you come is along going against them. And rescue them. Mm. Um, and they understand that as an investor, you're not going to buy at the full retail value. Right. right. Because this is a business. Right. But, but it is being a rescue. A good, it still being becomes a, a good rescue. investor. Yes. Uh, a people person investor, someone that also care about people. Right. Compared to a bad investor who R- just want the money only. Right. Who's willing to screw somebody out of the money. Again, mm. the world comes down to those it, two it, type it, of people. It, it's all, it, no matter what career you're in, you got those two type of people. Right. right. So, but when you're the good investor who make the transaction a win-win, you always hear win-win, but I like to say win-win-win. Okay. A win for the homeowner who's in distress that needs help. And they don't know how to get that help because the conventional way is not helping them. Right. So if I, if, I, if, I may, if I may say so with much respect, and I'm just interjecting real quick because I noticed something about you. The same thing that made you join the police force and that made you join before that the military is also now moving you into move, into joining, in a way, the real estate side of the of the business with good intentions is where I'm right. getting going to because right. of what your parents taught you. Right. Basically Saving. as an investor, right. you're making sure that we know the difference between a good investor and a person that's just out to get their money 
right. doesn't care about people. Right. right. And I'm glad you're on that side of that conversation. Right. I'm just, I also, just wanted to point that I out. I also want, um, for, for those to listen, he's actually telling you to be in, on how to be an investor yourself. But Correct. we can go from right. that point. So, um, being, I, I like to say win, win, win. A win for the homeowner who's in distress where we can help them out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and hopefully we do, we are able to, I'll try to make sure that we're able to give that homeowner, uh, a decent amount of cash or money mm-hmm. that can help them move forward. Okay. Correct. Correct. Uh, they also understand before we sign any papers and stuff that, um, we cannot buy at retail value because mm-hmm. we gotta put a new roof on or whatever the situation right. is. Right. So, you're, business, uh, so business. we have to kind of, Look at all the numbers together and say, So you're hey. definitely buying the asset at what, at less than the money that Correct. the market value is. Correct. And then but at the same time, you're not trying to screw anybody. Right. Up. And it's a win for me. Mm-hmm. And then it's a win if I'm going to flip it to, uh, after I rehab it and right. fix it up, that I could put it back on the market, rehab, brand new almost. Right. It's also that a service to the community because now you have get, a better home. Right. In so that another area. family and so forth can move in mm-hmm. and have a home and own home Correct. their way. Uh, or if I want to rent it, uh, I don't like being a slumlord. Right. So, You're you, know, renting I, it out. you know, nice. I, if I'm rehabbing it and I already know I'm going to use it for a rental property. Right. I'm going to put nice things in it, not extreme expensive things as if I'm going to sell it right away. Right. Uh, uh, but it's going to be nice things. Nice and, and livable. And it's going to be fixed up and, 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 and the tenant is going to enjoy it. Right. Right. Uh, so that's why I call the win-win-win. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. A lot of people don't know that. And um, just to touch back, so, you need to invest in yourself. As a police officer, I started investing while I was patrolling the neighborhoods on my beat, taking calls, handling police-related and stuff. And taking notes of property. And if I see a vacant house, I would drop down the address. So now you had an, my another off time, I look up who the owner is and nice. make contact with the owner and do a transaction. That was one Amazing. particular house. One particular house I'm driving down the street patrolling mm-hmm. and... I see, I didn't know it was someone else already in the house, but I see a butt and legs going through the front window mm. of the house. <laughs> Understood. I stop and investigate. Right. Turned out to be um, two sisters, and the older sister owned the house. Okay. The older sister got married uh, about five years before I, it just happened. Right. And the older sister lives in another state. The older sister... Whatever reason, because of her marriage and move, whatever, mm-hmm. the, the house just stayed vacant or she tried to rent it and she got tired of being a landlord, but it became vacant. Okay. The roof was in bad shape because uh, the weather and stuff took toll of it. Um, so I thought I was uh, investigating a crime, a, a crime a and a burglar going through the window. Right. It turned out to be family. Right. After we resolved the investigation and so forth, and I had to, I had to, uh, we looked, I looked up, you know, as far as on the crime scene, who the owner is. Right. And contacted them and they verified that those two ladies and so forth 
Oh, the sisters. Or the sisters who lived there in town, and she asked them to go in and see how much more. I think the... I think the owner got a lien from the city government mm. for the condition of the house. Right. So she wanted them to go in and kind of look. But they lost the key. Mm. They just remember that that front window Could never locks. Up. Right. And they raised it up and went in. I ended up putting it on the contract off duty, of course. Right. But uh, I told the owner, let me call you tomorrow when I'm off and we talk about this. Right. Uh, I may be able to help you with this because she was telling me over the phone how distressed she was with the property. Right. And so when I contacted her again that next day, um, during my off time and so forth of that nature, right. to make it be clear because I did it, uh, my off contact's duty. off duty. Yeah. Um, sent, back in the day, uh, she agreed to the price. Right. Uh, but it was, it was, uh, it was, uh, UPS overnight. That was the fastest way we could nice. get a contract to somebody, you know? So I, uh, put, uh, uh, did the contract overnighted by UP, uh, not UPS, I mean United States Postal Service. And also include another envelope pay, I pay for the fee for she can overnight back to me after she signed it. Awesome. And, uh, again, I was a member of the Rich Club. I was learning different things. I remember reading some of the books that I order and stuff of that nature. Right. And so in the club, and then at the club, the Rich Club, I met hard money lenders, uh, um, contractors. Everyone that's needed to be an investment. Doctors, everybody who's investing on the side. Okay. So I sold the contract. Nice. Now they call it wholesaling. Okay. It didn't have a name back then when I was, you know, but we can legally sell your contract. So for... Once you have deed in hand without doing anything. Well, there's no deed. I just have a contract that the owner agreeing to sell me the house. Okay. So that contract, I have equitable interest in the property because I have a contract. Right. I'm not selling the house. I'm selling the contract. Mm. In the club, you have... uh, Because I wasn't ready to rehab yet. Yeah. So, um, but in the club, they have rehabbers. Got you. They're looking for deals. Go to the club. Anybody interested? There you go. I made for, what, besides the overnight mail, but 20 minutes of my work, I made $5,000. That's great. Awful, awful. So once you saw saw that type of money. When when I saw that 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 does work mm-hmm. and it's legal and all and the attorneys in the club is they do this all day long right understood i started then learning how to uh, uh the courses is how to rehab and stuff like that so i started rehabbing houses and flip while i was still a police officer can i can i say to without uh being politically incorrect this this is uh the silver lining of the white man's world that we're not being taught Someone told me, and I think I passed it on to you. You did. That, uh, and I think it was about hard money lender because we had lunch together, uh, after I did my first flip, actual rehab and flip. Okay. And, and I walked away with quite a bit of money at okay. that time on that first flip. Uh, that, well, the first one was just selling the contract for $5,000, right. which was for 20 minutes but of the work. The first actual flip. The actual getting in, doing the work, and, Bless his soul because he's passed away. Right. Uh, but he took me under my wings. Mm-hmm. I mean, under his, his wings. wings. Right. And he taught me the business. Nice. Um, he t- uh, A young uh, Padawan. Right. 
uh, how to get your contractors, how to get your contractor agreements so that you don't get screwed by contractors, mm-hmm. how to estimate rehab work on from kitchen, roof, foundation, all that stuff. Uh, so I built my team. I had my painters, my roofers, all that stuff. Um, and so he would loan the money. Okay. Uh, like if he was the bank. He was the bank. That's uh, the okay. hard money lender. So, so he, was, private he was standing at the back door. He's at the back door. Right. <laughs> Trying to get that, that, that your real Your credit money. score and your credit. No, no, no. You know, they put it just to make sure you're not in bankruptcy because if you're in bankruptcy, you, Right. Oh, whole no, no, no. they got hands off on you until you get out until you get out of bankruptcy. Right. So they have to pull the credit for their protection. Right. But they're not uh approving you based, based on, on your score. Based on your score or your ability uh, to pay right. back or not pay back. They're they're approving right. you on the abil- on what they on see. On the asset the that you acquire. The the asset and are you the kind of person that we can trust to get the job done. Nice. That's their insurance. That's, that's their that's, insurance. That's okay. their plus, of course, they the bank now because payment. if you fail right. and you don't pay that monthly interest that the money that they loan to you, right. uh, they can foreclose because right. they're in first position. Right. Okay? So there's a certain amount of risk for them involved, but they right. see that as a, as a fair risk. Right. So, uh, like I say, he took me on his wings and taught me the, the, the ropes of uh, uh, buying houses and uh, duplex, triplex, and fixing them up and either hold them or Amazing. flip them. And so throughout my police career, uh, I was doing that up until um, 2002 or something like that. That's when I had the opportunity to kind of move up into uh, from patrol sergeant to criminal investigation division and supervise the investigators and eventually they... Uh, um, uh, but I was the first line sergeant. Uh, right. You know, I have a, I have a boss, a lieutenant, and a captain, right. plus the chief above me. Uh, but I was more at the field level with the investigators, uh, with the um, we call it the crime suppressing team, right. kind of like the vice. Real quickly, and just to interject and and, and piggy, that took piggyback, all time. piggyback on since you bought That's up again, amazing. you know, rising rising through the ranks as a police officer, you went from sergeant. Than to to crime investigations, am I correct? Criminal investigations. Criminal investigations. There you go. Um, and again, because we we I mean we're so glad we have you on the show, man. We, we there's so many things that there's so much knowledge we could get from you. Right, knowledge is power, and that's amazing that he, he even brought we up spoke, power. We spoke a little bit about need to have about, knowledge about how we handling the coronavirus, but mm-hmm. but we also we we wanted to speak a little bit more as to the other the other thing the nation's going through right now, which is. You know this 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 perception or this thing that we have with 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 cops right, taking matters officer. into their hands and and sometimes in racist ways or whatever it may be the pride of an officer. You know, uh, um, and to to, to speak directly to give you a question directly as as a you had supervisor capabilities as a, as a sergeant, right. and I'm sure as a criminal investigator as well. There were people that were under you as well. And that, 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 that were directly held accountable by you as well as right. by themselves. And my lieutenant held me accountable. Exactly. My so, so you're familiar with the police chain of command. I'm sure a lot of people question, uh, um, cause a lot of people, let's say right now are protesting and, and they mm-hmm. want change. It's obvious that they want change when they see things like the Floyd case. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but sometimes they they don't know directly what change they can, want, can right. come about, and that that's also a danger because then in the in the in the in the in the panic of change, we mm-hmm. we 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 overreact sometimes and ask mm-hmm. for things that are impossible or or, or, or et cetera. So th- we we understand that there's always bad people and there's always good people, but in your experience, in your experience, as a as a police officer and going through the ranks, what systems were there in place um, for someone of authority like yourself to to do away with? Perceived racism. Let's say among your ranks, you knew someone that was that was teetering on that line, or that, or that, or that had straight out racist things mm-hmm. in them, or did mm-hmm. racist things. Mm-hmm. How did the chain of command go about? How did you guys, as a police force, uh, 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 um, go against these things? I can only speak about um, my police career. With the agency that I was with, uh, and this was, like I say, back in the uh, from what 1984 up until 2010 when I left. Um, the let me start off with just the training, the academy, where uh, the police. It's a good place to start. Excellent place to start. As a, as a, as you come into the police force, what right. what what kind of things do you see to avoid and, those places? Back then in 1980, well, I think I went through kind of like the last year of 83 before I actually got hired by the city of Marshalls and stuff like that. Um, you, uh, they don't teach racism. Directly. They when te- you say that, what you mean is literally they do not teach you to discriminate against a certain race or anything like that. They don't Correct. teach that directly. Correct. That's not in the training manual. I would uh, imagine. Uh, it's not even there. Uh, they teaching you the, uh, Texas, well, I'm, I was in Texas, so they right. teach you the Texas criminal codes and statutes and, Correct. uh, the federal, uh, laws and, and they teach, um, they do teach different tac- tactics to, uh, defend yourself and stuff of that nature, even the gun range and all that stuff. Right. Uh, so even with the defensive tactics and stuff, I was never taught to, uh, I know we're gonna, you know, probably mention it, but I just come out and say, you know, we never was taught to put your knee on someone's neck. <laughs> on someone's neck. Wow. To be specific. Yeah. Terrible. Be specific. Never that's was not something that. that's taught in the academy. That is not a procedure. Even with baton training, stay away from the head, stay away from the neck. Right. Uh, the shoulders, the shoulder blade, the chest. So they show the legs, you specific the way ways to, to use the, the baton. That's where, that's it. Especially if you're in a real fight. Right. Now, uh, and of course, in a real fight, street fight, mm-hmm. you, the criminal is really fighting you. Yeah. The fight is on. Yes. Then, then you just, you just, right. you so just have even to defend though, yourself, regardless right, of what. Because it's, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's fast, it's frightening and very scary. And potentially deadly. And potentially deadly for both for sides. both sides of the party. Right. Both Correct. sides of the party. So, but once you manage to get control of the individual that you're fighting with by you're able to get the cuffs on them, or your your backup got there because you know Texas is large, and sometimes backup would be a while before they can get to you, okay. depending on what's going on. Right. Then right. you're oh, back to procedure, and there's a procedure. That right. You once you get cuffed, I mean not, the, but once you cuff the suspect, right. And especially when backup is there, and even if backup's not there. You 
are told and always taught because every year we have to go through at least 40 more hours of mandated training of tactics, law. So they just law. don't teach you once. They, they, no, you it's have not. To it's a, to keep re, your license. Re-license. Just like a realtor and all, uh, dentists, doctors, they have to do, do yearly training and okay. keep up with updates. Good to know. Uh, so we were taught once the cuffs is on, the fight stops. Okay. Okay. Uh, now you can't just take out your anger now on whatever happened in the fight. Yeah, you can't continue to beat the person up now that they're in handcuffs. Correct. Can't put their knee on their neck. You cannot keep punching them. You cannot keep. uh, You definitely should not be putting your knee on the neck. That's terrible. Uh, terrible. You you definitely should not put your hands around the neck and choke the life out of them and stuff like that. But but this has been occurring. So, but you're saying that this is not trained by the police department. Never have been since. I joined, and the whole time I was involved through so all the training. So, generally, you could just say that these now, are even people the agency, doing a bad job. Now, besides the training, even the agency that you're working for, the SOP, Standard Operating Procedures, and all that stuff, don't tell you to do that. It's okay. not. T- it's actually, it's telling you to not do that. Okay. Okay. Right. That's why they have internal affairs to look at officers. Who Ooh. may have violated uh, civil rights standing uh, operation, standing operating procedures, procedures and right. general orders. Okay, along with city, municipality, maybe ordinance, uh, state laws, and federal laws. Mm. The internal affairs are then. So there's procedures in. in place. There's ordinances in place. Right. There's there's right. rules in place that are supposed training to protect, in place have always been supposed there. to protect the standard citizen, regardless of race or color, from right. these things happening. How, however, been there. we do see that they happen. They're happening. Right. Yes. I I say that, you know, there's people that mop floors every day, and there's one there's some that do bad jobs. There's some that don't. In other words, there's some that'll, you know, use the bucket and. Mop the floor the right way and make it all nice I'll, and shiny. I'll, I'll go beyond. And there's some that'll just just flop them up all over the place, leave it wet. You know what I mean? And Not put up away. the signs and walk away. Correct. So that's what you're saying. There's people like that in the police department, unfortunately. There's people that are not. Now, that leads me to another question. Correct. Because what we saw in the Floyd case was this. Not only was one officer standing on, uh, sitting on that guy's neck, there were other officers around who were witnessing this happening and didn't do anything. Now, my question is, could they have done something? Is there a procedure that they could have followed Should to stop that fellow police officer from committing that murder? And if, and the other, the follow-up question to that, if there is a procedure, then what could have led to them not following it? Okay, the SOP, general orders, not counting state laws and federal laws, but the SOP and general orders, uh, uh, covers covers a lot of things on uh, arrest procedures, investigation procedures, all that stuff. Right. Um, and one of the things that was in our SOP and general general orders um, was um, each officer or each employee of the police department right must enforce the SOP and general orders against any other employee that they observe or see violating such Oh, that's orders. very important. So wow. there is a specific ordinance. There's a specific rule that says that each right. 
individual officer must enforce. Now, again, I have to say in my agency, right. I never, well, I did work for the city marshal for Understood. one year, but in my agency, it was there. It was there. One. So it was From written. Day you one. could actually okay. go to a place in a book that it will right. say, listen, right. you as a police officer also are supposed to enforce another police officer if he is therefore breaking, breaking any, SOPs, any SOP or general order. Any standard operating procedure, et cetera. Uh, you're right. I'll become an abusive and stuff of that nature. It's all there. How right. specifically are, is a police officer in, in, then in turn in, in able to, in order to enforce that, is he able to arrest another police officer? How does he go about doing that? In other words, uh, if something's, a crime's happening in front of an officer. An you, officer's committing a crime in front of another front of, officer. Right, right. Our main primary job is to protect the citizens. Right. Our main primary job is to even protect the suspect. Or uh, the actual criminal who you know for a fact and the evidence is there, it's also there has committed such a crime. Right. So if we see a, another officer being abusive to the suspect right. or any citizen, we have a duty to protect that suspect from right. that officer. Even if it means it got to the level where we have to draw down on the officer or arrest the officer. Okay, wait, wait, wait. So you like the word duty. It's a duty. Wait, it's a duty. wait. But what you just said is that the officers are able to draw down if another officer is committing a crime to stop him from... Breaking the the law. Breaking the Furthermore, law. Yeah. it's not not only are they able; it's their duty. It's mm. their duty. Wow. So what happened? Uh, uh, that, that so that is why these observers are also being put in criminal charges because because they didn't they didn't do their duty. Do their duty to protect. So even though life. they weren't the ones stepping on this guy's neck, the fact that they were standing around allowing it to happen was 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 a violation of their duties. Correct. Uh, at the beginning of the show, whatever I said, yeah. I have, uh, when I was a sergeant, um, uh, that was, you know, that was a group of officers that liked me, loved me, and loved working, uh, me being a supervisor. Right. These guys would have hated uh, me. And then there was a group that didn't like me. But everybody agreed that, well, he's by the book, but right. he's fair. Right. Okay. So if I see you violating the, the SOP, the general orders, are a federal law. Right. And, uh, I'm by the book. Right. Now, it's a difference between, and, 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 and we kind of spoke about it earlier. Yes. You know, if it's a new cadet, and I'm not talking about the new cadet wrongfully shot and killed someone, I'm, you know, hey, you gotta be accountable for that. Right. You know, but a brand new cadet, just like any career, you so new. Yes. You're gonna make some mistakes. Understood. Right. And as a supervisor, depending on the mistake, correct, they get counseling, as it uh, should coaching, be. humans, and help build them to be to do the job much better. Right. Correct. If the mistake is is the, is the such is the person that they arrested, whatever is really. Uh, all the evidence is that that they have to be arrested. Right. But maybe some of the 
following procedures or some of the um were not by the book yeah you know because you know you have to look at your crew you have to know that okay he or she who's a new cadet yeah even though they just went through the academy just finished the field training on the street training but they still green. Right. I was green for a while until. Right. Understandable. So as time go on, I was coach a lot, stuff like that to help build your, your understanding. Your knowledge of the job. Of right. the job. Right. That's with any career. So, so again, when there was, it was that officer that needs some coaching and, and guidance to help build a, they understanding of it. Right. That's what I would do. Okay. But if they really did wrong, or they violated a law, or they violate a, a general order, so like I say, if they wrongfully shoot someone or whatever, right? I'm not gonna uh, protect them, right? Well, there, there's yeah, a I procedure, mean, I, you know. I, I, you know, I, and, and if that happened, there was it, a procedure, and you followed it. Right. Basically, you know, if right. there were you consequences. Be, right. There were consequences. There were consequences. So right. yes, you got to be accountable for that because right. you know I hate to see that happen, but you got to be accountable yeah. for it. Joe, right. As we spoke earlier, you know, I, I, I consider you part of the small percentage of the officers that have done right for the community. But man, I hope to think that it's not that small, man. I hope there's a lot of officers hope. like you. It's a great like thing. You are well, there. you know, as I was speaking with Frank earlier, you know, it's um, not the fly. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Two Franks. There's two Franks. That's um, all right. Um, there's a lot of good officers that are people person right correct. that are by the book that are trying to do a very difficult job a very dangerous job right and things can happen very quickly even in a fight shootout and stuff of that nature but we got to have hope best that's, to be that's, trained i'm hoping that's that's so what case. you're saying is that. training is a is it is a vital part of this training is a vital part of it but no matter how well trained you are, yes, when the real crap goes down, your training will kick in. Yeah. But okay, for example, qualifying like every year you got to qualify that you are competent on firing your weapon, and right? Stuff like that. Uh, for a long time, you know, we just go to a gun range and shoot at paper. Yeah, right. <laughs> paper is not shooting back at you. Okay. Right. You may your score may be great on paper, shooting that paper. Right. But when real bullets is coming back your yeah, way, all, all of a sudden you're, you're a different a whole different is a whole different ball game. Right. Okay. Uh of course things before I got out, you know, of course things develop in you know where we went to where they now live we do uh as close to live situation as possible right. at the shooter school, all that stuff. Airsoft. Where, Right, where, 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 uh, is civilization, uh, bullets uh, okay. that will hit you. It hurts. You know, you just got hit yeah. for sure. You know that. Okay. Uh, of course, we still going in with the face right. shields and the glasses so that if it hits the face, it doesn't hit your eye and take right. your eye out. Right. But, but they go in, they have you to go into a dark building, a warehouse, whatever. Right. Simulate different Simulating real stuff and you gotta go find the guy with the gun. Of the active shooter. And sometimes they send you in by yourself because hmm. you're the only available officer. Right. Even though you know that the bad person is in there. another cop. Yeah. Acting the bad person. Right. But you don't know where. You're trying to. It really heightens 
your yes, senses your and senses. awareness of everything. But what I'm getting at is that um, training is good, it's important, but at the same time, we be in the real live action live situation where one of you, either the bad suspect, you was able to you you managed to take him out before he took you out. Not only that, I'm sure it brings it. out real personalities as well. Right. No, I get I get that I get that a hundred percent. But I think that um, when I say the small percentage that you fall into as a as a as a cop that is is needed in these days that that we're we're we're, we're dealing with all this uh the shit that's happening. Uh, excuse my language. I think that, and I'm going to ask you actually, um, do you feel that your training as a military in the military structured you a hell of a whole lot more better than going directly into the police department? Because I know you still had to have training in the police department after coming out of the Navy. But the intensity of the the Navy and your experience well, any military there. branch. Any, now, I chose Navy, correct. but any military branch, you right. are correct. Any military branch in training, um, they intensify everything from day one at boot camp. Right. Do you think that that played a big factor along with your upbringing that caused you to be more of a systematic a SOP following by the book officer? Unlike these others? All three play a big role. Mm-hmm. To and when I say all three, it started at home. Right. As a kid, being uh, taught the value lessons, uh, and then moving to the military, and right. there going through boot camp and the military structural and stuff of that nature, made it much easier. My home bringing made it much easier for me to deal with military stuff. Right. Training. And then of course into the police department. Got you. Okay, so so if we if we want to wind this down, um, basically hold yourself accountable, yes. which you did, and your mom taught you that, and then the military taught you that as well. Right. And don't cry wolf or cry over spilled milk every time something does not go in your way, especially if you're not doing anything about it Correct. to grow yourself into a better you. Right. All right, sounds good. Be accountable. Be accountable. Yeah. Joseph Brightman on the offline show. Great to we have commend you. you. Thank Great you, sir. Great to have you, Mr. Brightman. Thank you, sir. Thank you for Excellent. having me. And, and we appreciate your knowledge that you spread to the to the masses. All those that were listening, please take heed. Take heed to what what, what was said. And um, we'd like to thank you for listening in. Uh, Mr. Wigglesworth, offline Every week, show. Frankie, Frankie, show. Frank the Fly. And uh, we're out of here. You're listening to Mr. Wigglesworth, offline show on Excitement Radio. We're speaking about all social topics that affect you in your life. Every Tuesday, the offline show, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, here on Excitement Radio.